sometimes she gets up at like seven. Yeah. Is she, uh, what is her title at, uh, at Emory? She's the vice president of external affairs, I believe. External affairs or something along those lines. Because she picked up, she was really just marketing and PR. Okay. Um, and so she does marketing, PR, and now she does admissions. So she kind of takes that whole belly of just retention <laughs> and getting people here and making them stay. Right. Um, and it's been exciting. I don't know if you heard, but they switched to D2. Uh, for sports? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's been also definitely a change and also exciting for the college because hopefully that'll attract more, yeah. more people or a different group of students. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, well... I guess we can start. Yeah, let me take Dan out just to okay. make sure he's on the park. All right. Okay. Uh, when we were doing civic innovation, one of our civic innovation classes, uh, we, I had this class where I had to listen to like interviews and I would make sure like they were, it was like cassettes, like old time stuff. Mm -hmm. And I had to make sure like everything was accurate, everything was taken uh, proper care of. And I remember that the interviews were very raw. You could hear like uh, the dog barking outside. You heard chickens at some point. Uh, and then like somebody screaming like from the kitchen saying like something. Yeah. And it makes you like go there. Right. So. Right, exactly. Uh, I enjoy it. Okay, well, if you chimes in, then you can say guest appearance by Dan. <laughs> yes. Uh, so I want to start with um, a question that I ask. Um, Are we live? Yes. Live? Okay. <laughs> hey, everyone. Yes. I, uh, I should be live for a while. I didn't tell cool. you. Cool. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, I always do this. I try to, try to do that to the guest. Um, there's a question that I always ask people, um, and it's a very... It's a very interesting question, and um, it's a very broad question as well, but before we get into like how your childhood was and all this, um, can you tell me who Morgan is? Yeah. Can you describe yourself? Yeah. I actually, I went back and kind of looked at my old journals to get myself ready for this question, because um, I'm in that transformative time where I don't know, to be honest. Um, I know myself at the core. I'm brave. I'm confident. I'm intelligent and I'm kind, um, but with everything that's gone on, especially the past two years, um, and then the neural side that we'll get to, it's made me re-question kind of who I am at the core. Um, so right now, I am a canvas to be discovered, which is a terrifying, but it's also a really exciting thing. Um, so yeah, stay tuned on that one of really who I am, um, but I can tell you who I want to be. Um, and that's someone who's a servant leader. Um, I really miss that about being in Michigan and in college, that it was really easy to get involved in the communities 
um, be able to feel like you're making a big impact on the student body's lives as well, just doing something simple like helping lead an organization. Um, and I think when you get out of college, unless you're active like yourself, it's, it's easy to lose that. Um, so I think a big part of me almost feels lost because I lost that part. Um, but again, it's, it's not all gone. It'll, it'll come back in pieces. Um, and that's what I'm looking forward to is kind of rediscovering what is adult Morgan and kind of now that I've gone through traumas and life things and, um, all of those sort of things that can either make or break a person trying to figure out how that has influenced me in a positive way to make me the Morgan I am now, if that makes sense. You know, I've never had... I've never had somebody tell me they don't know. You're the first one, and I don't think it's bad. I think you're, since the time I've met you and known you, uh, it seems like you're very honest with everything that you say to people. Absolutely. Um, there's somebody that I had here recently, and she said that she values connection with people. And I think when I see Morgan, I see that, that okay. connection. Yeah. Um, do you remember the? Did you remember the first time we met, by any chance? Because I do. <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead. Then. Okay. We were, and you'll get a little bit about um, some of the scans that you showed me, yeah. and we're talking. Um, we were at the soccer field, and it was during the summer. I can't remember the year. Maybe it was 2018. And we were all playing. It was like all guys playing, and we saw a girl walking beside the field like on the field with a book bag on and you went walking to the what was it to the upper field over there i think you did sprints to like warm up most of the time yeah. uh, and then uh after like we got tired it was like hey we shouldn't bite that person over there uh do you recall this <laughs> i think armando came up yes because armando was like hey we see you working out sometimes you want to come play and i was like hell yeah yeah <laughs> yeah um, and I guess it gets back to the scans and stuff. Um, can you talk? So you play soccer in, in college. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk to us a little bit about um, just all the, um, I guess, the head trauma and everything that, that happened because of the, of the yeah. sport? And um, can you talk, talk sure. to us a little bit about that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, my soccer career started when I was four. So like every other kid. Um, and I played soccer, basketball, and softball. So pretty much my brain was protected along those lines because growing up and when you're in lower level sports, you don't really use your head a lot. Um, but when I got into, I'd say freshman year of high school and club soccer, um, rather than being a forward, I dropped back to a center back. And my skill and what everyone knew me for, talk about Morgan, <laughs> 22 is known for winning balls in the air. So I probably headed the ball easily 20 times in a game. Um, and if you think about a brain, it's essentially an egg. And so every time you shake your brain, your brain goes back and forth and hits the side of your head. Um, so with traumatic brain injury, which is what I'm dealing with right now, it's essentially that repetitive over and over and over again of hitting your brain against the skull of your head, um, which stops really that brain matter and blood flow. So into college, well, I guess I can back up to my junior year. I think I was telling you about this when I blacked out. 
um, myself and another center back. Um, I was telling Luis that kind of is a little bit of a funky one until I went back and rewatched the tapes. Um, but we collided, um, and in the time, I thought that the ball was in the air, but it was actually on the ground. <laughs> so that's more room for speculation if I was dealing with a concussion beforehand. Um, but that was really the first time that I had a full blackout and um, was really aware of my surroundings, but at the same time, just kind of jumped up and thought everything was okay. Lo and behold, I was bleeding out of my skull and my center back was bleeding out of her, or the top of her head when we collided. Um, so after that, it was funky because as an athlete, you think that you're okay. You think that you can move forward and uh, injury is just an injury. And um, I mean, I was allowed to go play two weeks later, which wasn't exactly smart, but it happened. Um, so I took the repercussions of that. I barely remember my junior year, senior year is a bit spotty. Um, and really that's when I started to notice changes in mood. Um, so we can get there as well. But with TBI and concussions, as most people know, your mood is altered. Um, you, I mean, the typical ones are the dark rooms and noise sensitive and things like that. And I was doing strange things like rather than sleeping in my room, sleeping in the basement because it was darker, things like that. Um, but I didn't think that anything of it. So once I got to college, I was still the center back and using my head more. Um, but my sophomore year, I decided to step away from the sport. Um, I didn't have the spec scans done in my brain until last year, um, which that goes into the whole mood thing, which you want me to get into that now? <laughs> yeah. You're, All yes, right, we'll yes. just keep chugging. <laughs> So essentially what happened, and just being transparent, and I guess to say as a disclaimer too to whoever decides to listen, that I'm sharing this so people understand that you're not alone, and if something like this happens, it's more common than you think because it's a very scary experience. Um, but in 2020, I had a psychotic episode, essentially, where my brain, it was a mixture of the TBI, it was a mixture of some drug use, it was a mixture of the pandemic and isolation and bad relationships, but my brain got to the point where it hit psychosis, which we were kind of talking about a little bit, where you disassociate from reality. So you think things like, I mean, we talked about it in the extreme example where some people genuinely think that a deer is an FBI agent, or um, I've known someone that they thought that a character in a superhero movie, like they were talking to them while they were in the movie. Um, so for me, it was very strange because I literally thought it was in a span of three days. And again, <laughs> we were talking about just how surreal it is. But in a span of three days, I thought that I was hopping on a plane to go to the White House. I thought that <laughs> I just, those grandiose kind of feelings that just didn't make sense were kicking in. Um, so all of that resulted in a hospitalization. And after that hospitalization, I was really struggling because I was like, oh my gosh, this is because drugs. Like, I ruined my brain with THC. I just have, like, thrown away my whole life. But at the same time, this really just doesn't make sense. So we were looking for, we as in my family, just looking for answers. And answers beyond medicine, answers beyond just therapy. Um, because going back to myself, where it all kind of originated, is I was like, where the hell did this come from and how did this happen? So we found the Amen Clinic, which takes spec scans of their brain. I think they have three locations in the US, DC, Atlanta, and somewhere else. But essentially what they do is they put, um, I don't want to say it's iodine, but an iodine substance in your body that then will flow up to your brain. 
So that way, when they take the scan of their brain, it can see how your brain is acting where there is not blood flow and where your matter is damaged. So what I found with that spec scan was that because of soccer and repeated head trauma, I did have TBI, which is traumatic brain injury, um, in my prefrontal cortex, and then as well as my temporal lobes. So what we found out further from that and also brought some clarity to the situation is that over time that was starting to affect my executive functioning started to affect my rational reasoning so basically deciding just simple things that would make sense in a normal life but you you don't make sense in a moment i know that doesn't even make sense (laughs) i told you there was gonna come a time um but it it helped bring clarity to that um and then from there even more was just the discovery of mental health and things along those lines so in a winded answer that's really what happened with my brain and soccer Mm. as a result is traumatic brain injury um what uh you said there were three locations in this clinic that you went yeah uh which one did you go to I went to the Atlanta. Yeah, so I mean, my mom and I, we made a trip of it. We went down there. Um, it's a two-day process because you had to do one day where your brain is active. So you just do a little exercise on a computer, and then they scan your brain. And then the second day, you literally just sit in a room, think about whatever you want to think about, and then they take a scan. Um, and then afterwards, we went to Tybee Island to just kind of detox from the whole thing, celebrate that we were on the path to some answers. Um, and yeah, made, made the trip the best of it. And then when you figure out like exactly, well not exactly, but some of the things that were going on, mm-hmm. um, how did you take that? Like, how did you process that? Are you like still processing that? Yeah. Um, you know, I think I processed it most then. Now is more getting into the diagnoses of bipolar one and how that pairs with ADHD and the TBI. Um, it brought a lot of hope and clarity because I really, I thought that my brain was just fried. Like I didn't know what happened and it brought confidence back to myself. Um, and with that as well, um, we kind of talked about the chemical imbalances. Yeah. Luis and I were talking about women <laughs> and what the differences between oh. women and men. I had questions. So. Yeah. Yeah. So that also helped because it wasn't just the TBI. It was also things like my copper and zinc levels weren't matching up. So that didn't it basically my mood was not stable so things like getting out birth control and certain measures like that eating low histamine foods that also helped basically make my brain the most healthy it can be yeah do you want to get into the uh the women men differences (laughs) sure uh go ahead and prompt it (laughs) can well i'm trying to think how to ask you this um so can you tell us a little bit about uh, why men and women are so different? <laughs> sure. Uh, if you want to talk about like the chemicals and all this stuff. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely, disclaimer too, I'm not a brain doctor, and nor do I have my degree in this. It's just from what I've learned throughout my own experiences. Um, but yeah, Luis and I were just talking about women and men and what makes us different. And I had mentioned one, not chemically related, but that women sexualization. And so as a woman, it's difficult to kind of fully feel in yourself I think which I mean men not stereotyping but I think men have an easier time with that to be themselves and not have to think twice about things like outfits and things like that Um, so I think that's one big difference (laughs) because we're just conscientious of that 
Um, but chemical-wise as well, we are different chemical beings, um, and specifically, I mean, the big obvious one is periods. And so I was telling Luis as well, I know mine's coming because I'm a demon the week before. <laughs> and so just those chemical imbalances are very real that a lot of times, again, the stigmas is you just chalk it up to your time of the month. Um, but those can have a strong impact, um, especially um, again, going back to birth control. This is subjective, so definitely case by case. But for me, my birth control was only making my neural state worse because it was pumping in more minerals than I needed it to. Um, so those are things that really I don't think people are educated on, um, which can cause a lot of a lot of hurt. I mean, <laughs> birth control is no joke, and I think I told you about too, the one before the one I got out. Um, I mean, it made my life a living hell. Um, so just little things like that that I think make really big differences between women and men. On the side. And we spoke about this, but uh, let's say that you're talking about being, uh, you know, like the periods and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so if I'm in a relationship with somebody mm -hmm. that's about to have her period or, or is in her period, what can I do to help her? <laughs> I think I told you last time, milkshakes. <laughs> milkshakes. <laughs> milkshakes and donuts. Whatever, whatever makes the soul happy. Okay. Um, and I think... I think, like I said too, it's a woman's responsibility. I mean, it's 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 just the reality that it you're gonna have a period and your chemicals are gonna go off on key unless you're on a birth control. Um, but yeah, I think it's just support and knowing your partner's love language. And so if that's just quality time, just sitting with them and if they need to cry one day, letting them cry. If they want Chinese, again, all the typical things, order some Chinese and eat it with a movie. Um, but just knowing their love language, I think is the biggest thing to be able to support. And what is your love language? My love language is acts of service, um, quality time, and then physical touch. Yeah, so it's important for me. Like, I can't stand it if we're watching a movie with someone and they're on their phone. I'm like, why are we even watching a movie together? <laughs> you know? And then acts of service is something like if I'm really stressed out and there are dishes to do. My partner is like, okay, Morgan's stressed out. I'm going to do the dishes. So when she comes home, the dishes are clean. Just simple things like that. Okay. And then you, you, when you say milkshakes, is it because you like milkshakes? I do like milkshakes. You, you like donuts? I do like donuts. <laughs> okay. Yeah, of course. Um, I'm going to ask you something as well that uh, I've actually, I've talked to you about this and um, I actually went through this a couple of days ago and it kind of hit me pretty hard. Um, uh, do you get alone? Do you feel alone? Yeah. Um, I think Winter actually, which is one of your OG podcasts, mm -hmm. Women, um, she said it perfectly that there's a difference between being alone and lonely. Um, so I've learned to sit in the comfort of being alone. So I enjoy my own time by myself. Um, if I want to read or watch a movie or just shit the shot, um, I enjoy time by myself being alone. Um, but the feeling of loneliness definitely can creep in. Um, specifically right now, I'm really craving a sense of community. So I feel lonely that I don't have that cohort group of friends that I can just call and be like, hey, do you guys want to hang out or go play soccer? Um, and that does make me feel alone. Um, I think as well, when you are going through a period of time that I am right now, that's kind of transformational in that sense of finding yourself. It can also feel very alone because if you don't have yourself, who do you have? Really, at the end of the day, you have to look yourself in the mirror. Um, so I think that can feel lonely as well. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't solve it, you know? Is this a moment uh, in your life that you are just... Uh 
growing and thinking and getting to know yourself a little bit more and maybe maybe other people as well like even with like the friendships like how real those friendships were um is this a moment of that you're learning yeah absolutely um and it's it's mainly about myself like i said it's it's i've been dealt a hand (laughs) that really isn't normal which is okay um because i think every single person is dealt a hand which they would say isn't normal um so i think i'm also in a grieving process and I think we have to admit sometimes when we're grieving um and going back to really the first thing is I think as weird as it sounds I'm grieving my old self and trying to look forward and figuring out what is next and who is Morgan um after all this um because really since everything happened in 2020 it's just been so driven towards mental health trying to understand that that I think sometimes people can get bogged down or almost feel belittled by the diagnosis rather than who they are. Um, so I definitely, I've fallen guilty of that. <laughs> I think of losing my old self in that process. Um, but it's also exciting to feel like I have my whole life to discover who I am. Um, I'm just, I'm one of those people that I'm like, I need it now. <laughs> and like, I'm ready for it now. Right. That I'm ready to step into that self. It's just figuring out kind of how, yeah. Um, can you tell me, um, in this whole process that you're going through, um, are there things that you do to kind of fight against that? Yeah, yeah. great question. Um, so there's something called neuroaerobics, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's working out your brain. Um, so there are simple things to keep your brain sharp, um, elevate, like good apps that are just simple things like your vocabulary, math, um, reading, that again if we're not in school or actively doing we lose that and it does make our brain slower um other simple things like when you brush your teeth rather than brushing with your right hand brush with your left hand simple things like showering in the dark that also can help your brain continue to kind of roll and get processed in different areas um back to the tbi what you have to do for that is it's called hydrobaric oxygen therapy so if you see the athletes that wear kind of that vein mask that elevated or that confined oxygen oxygen levels actually helps rebuild back that matter um, so that's one thing and then as well for that um, there is cognitive physical therapy so doing things like standing on one leg and reaching down so that way it works both sides of your brains um, so that's kind of on the the actual rebuilding side um, for the emotional stability side that's where it's a lot of um, I would say it's personal responsibility that it's finding that good mix of okay being honest um like i trying to think of an example like if i really struggle or if i'm going through a phase of struggling with the way that i'm thinking there's cognitive behavioral therapy so really rewiring that way of thinking and rather than thinking like for example like oh my gosh Louise and I's podcast, I didn't even know what I was saying, like I went on rambling, rather than thinking of that afterwards, having those positive thoughts and being like, hey, I'm really grateful for this time to talk, and maybe it will help someone down the line to just know that they're not alone in their thinking or their brains, Um, really being conscious of thinking positive, Um, so as I mentioned too, with with the TBI, that affects again those executive functioning and kind of rational thinking, Um, so just being aware of that too. 
Um, I do have to put a little extra effort to make sure I'm focused during a day or with my job. If I've done what I need to do saying, okay, well, I can do that extra mile and that's what I am here to do as my job. Um, and just with people like brains like mine, that doesn't come easy. So it's something that really has to be thought through and be conscious of or else you can, your life can fall apart real quick. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember the last time you, uh, laughed uncontrollably (laughs) good question you know it's sad but it's my sister talking to her maybe a month ago was the first time in a long time um because when you go through a traumatic event like I went through you kind of have to relearn how to be happy as sad as that sounds um yeah but I think that was the last time and it's weird too because my best best friends are in Michigan so you can only get as close as you can get over a phone yeah um and that's kind of back to that lonely aspect or feeling alone where that community comes in and the importance of that sense of community but yeah last time i laughed hard my sister oh my gosh she did not realize that her apartment's pool was not open Mm -hmm. so she went into the pool accidentally turned on the jets and the water went everywhere and then (laughs) the day after her apartment comes like sent out an email that was like hey just let everyone know the pool isn't open (laughs) So I was like, oh my gosh, Megan. But that just, it made me laugh so hard because I could just picture her. And she went full throttle, like swimming cap on, oh. goggles, everything. <laughs> that was great. And I, and I guess the uh, the opposite of that, do you remember the last time you cried? Oh my gosh, I've been crying more than I know how the last month. <laughs> Seriously, and that goes into the self-discovery aspect. But yeah, oh my gosh, I've... I've had to grieve a lot. I've had to grieve my life in Michigan. I've had to grieve. Um, I've had to grieve the implications that happened from when I was in the psychosis phase. Um, I was not shy about it, and I reached out to a lot of my professional network that had to do damage control after. Um, lately, just family and again continued struggles that come from mental health. Um, have been heavy lately yeah for sure um and then just recently um I feel like I'm the family historian (laughs) when we moved here um my parents never really took the time or me and my sister haven't been here to kind of go through all the boxes of everything and it really hit different um I was going through just stationary things that I had and was very fortunate the hometown that I came from that graduation parties were a big thing So, um, looking back through the invites and thank you cards, I just started like, like probably the hardest I've ever sobbed because there was a time from after my event in 2020 that I can realistically speak in and a little bit trigger warning that I wanted to end my life. Um, and it was that realization really that hit and kind of everything altogether hit, um, that mental health is just freaking hard (laughs) and especially an event like that can really be tolling um so yeah this started 2022 I was hoping it would just kind of disintegrate with the past year um but there's definitely lingering feelings which I think will take a good amount of time to really get over um change in medicine too definitely has brought back the tears as I roll my eyes (laughs) brought back some estrogen so that female aspect that can (laughs) Um, but yeah, yeah, there's been a lot of tears, but I read one time that tears are a gift from God and to never be, try to push them away. So I'm trying to embrace that aspect and just let them out. And I guess going back to the, uh, female aspect and the male aspect, um, what is it that you look 
and for like what is some qualities and some characteristics that you like your partner to have or somebody that you're like well that attracts me yeah um that's a good question you know i appreciate people for just being themselves so my partner i just want them to be fully uncontrollably themselves and if that means that they've got stinky feet when they come home and are a little bit lazy with laundry then you know that's okay <laughs> but the most important thing is that they're authentically themselves and it's a partnership I believe that a relationship it cannot be successful if it's not a partnership I also believe that a relationship cannot be successful if each person does not know themselves um, so that's another thing that I really look for is the importance of that co-partnership and being conscious of how codependent people are Um, I also, I just need someone that makes me laugh. I like to laugh. <laughs> so someone that makes me laugh. And then I like to be intellectually challenged as well. So I care my, I don't want to get too much into it, but a previous partner has for a long time. Um, I learned after that how important that is because we were very complacent. And um, I never feel like I waste time with anybody. Um, but I feel like that was a hard partnership to learn from afterwards. Um, is that I don't feel like I was grown as much as I could have been in that relationship because you spend so much time with your partner. Um, so yeah, someone who makes me laugh, authentic, and just a good person. Okay. Just a good person at heart. Do you want? Do you see yourself getting married at one point in your life? Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's a question. Um, I feel like I could could get married, but at the same time, I want to be heartbroken if I didn't. You know? Yeah. And I know we kind of talked about. Luis has a thing with just being a good dad, which I love. <laughs> so we've talked about kids a little bit. Um, and I think last time I told you, I was like, you know, I don't know. Because I would have to have that life partner and be confident that I can raise a freaking human being with this other person. Yeah. So maybe someday, who knows? They'd have to put up with my brain. <laughs> um, if... Uh... If Morgan can give Louise a life advice, um, what kind of advice would you give me? Ooh, that's a good one. It's like keep being yourself because at the core, you're a damn good person. So just continuing to share that with your communities that you're involved in and be able to touch as many people as you can, which I think you're doing and obviously you're doing great at it. Um, and at the same time, take love for yourself. So make that time for yourself, which you do with boxing and working out. Um, but yeah, I'd say just keep being you. You're a good person. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, I think this is it. Um, unless you want to share something else. Um, um, I guess last thing to round in the mental health kind of side of things um, is just for the hope of people that... If something doesn't feel right, then don't be embarrassed to go seek help. Um, that typical saying, but it's true, you don't have to suffer in silence, um, is very real. Um, things that happen in your life, whether you go through periods, again, of paranoia or psychosis or depression or mania, um, they can really affect your life, um, big time and in small if that's with a relationship or again do something crazy like I didn't email your college president <laughs> um mental health is very real and um being able to go seek a therapist and even a psychiatrist is nothing to be ashamed of um and 
going through that process as well, just not being discouraged because medicine is a big part of mental health. Um, well, big part, they say it's about 30%, um, and it can be effective, but with that, it is a process. So just sticking through it and being able to find that support and people that are like you so you don't feel alone is really important. So that's probably the last thing I'd say is just you're never alone when it comes to mental health, and you can get through it. You can. Oh, thank you for sharing all that. Um, I am glad that uh, I made that phone call when I when I was trying to reconnect with you. Yeah. I'm glad I made that call. I'm glad that I was able to hear your voice. Um, and I'm glad that um, we are having this moment now. Yeah, me too. Uh, it's a very unique moment, and I don't think I'll be. I don't think I'll want to be anywhere else but here right now. Thank you. So thank yeah. you for that. Yeah, thank you.